Warning, the following audio transmission is based on theory and is intended for entertainment purposes only. It's Doomsday and its affiliates will not be held liable for anything your dumbass does. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome, everybody, to It's Doomsday Podcast Live. Today is uh, February 20th, 2023. Time is 6.01 p.m. And joining me, as always, is Jake motherfucking Dials. What's going on, man? (laughs) Before we begin, Lester, Lester Dooms. All right. I have a question for you. Oh, shit. Do I want to know the answer to this? I want to know the answer. That's why I'm asking the question. Okay. You have the answer. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> what per, what 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 percent has our show grown this past month, my friend? Oh, 30%. 30 percent. Thirty whole percent. Thirty whole percent, dude. <laughs> and and let me ask you, mind you, what comprises that thirty percent? Um, there's there's a lot. Uh, the first thing I guess would be. Well, I mean, the thirty percent is all based off new downloads. I mean, the amount of downloads exactly, right? From where, my friend? Exactly. Point to it on a map, and you tell me where it comes from. Oh, okay. So I can do that, maybe. Well, maybe not. All right. So I'll try to break it down very simply. Most of our downloads come from the U.S. Second used to be uh-huh. Canada, but Canada has been uh-huh. slacking off. Um, and our number two now is Uh oddly enough, Australia. And I think it's all jelly. Uh I mean, if we're being honest, I think it's just jelly Uh listening. Uh The one that comes after that, I believe is Mm. the UK then, Mm. which is so funny because we were never listened to here before. (laughs) Italy is now, uh, downloading the show. (laughs) Yeah. My people, my people have followed through. (laughs) <laughs> which it's so weird because we never ever ever were listened to in italy before so thank you to our italian listeners you're welcome i call on my people i use the power of the algorithm and i say italy a bunch of times in a show and magically they show they reveal themselves well so i'll tell you what it, it's either that or you're using your italian vpn at nighttime and you're just secretly going and listening okay that's true <laughs> anyway so if you guys uh haven't noticed i updated the background to the show um which i think is pretty cool i might play with it some more but the show background is updated i think it's pretty sweet played with that the other night uh let me go ahead and welcome everybody in here that's here Uh, we'll get that out of the way all these all these lovely people we've obviously got jake ozarks with have food will travel podcast jelly six back it up uh mags we've got al what's up al with the big daddy al podcast and also it's doomsday podcast we've got just a minute too we've got kylie angela rifle shelby and ba ram Ooh, what's up dude so jake 
Are you ready to get into some cult talk? <laughs> you have to ask me. Am I not always ready for this? All right. So, guys, an episode I've been wanting to do for a while is uh, on Marshall Applewhite and Heaven's Gate. Now, there's a hell of a lot that goes into this. And instead of citing sources throughout the whole episode, this is where we got now. We're just going to go ahead and get this out of the way in the beginning. Um, so our sources include uh, biography.com, a little bit of Wikipedia, the New York Times, al.com. Yes, there is an al.com. Um, the History Channel, a little bit of just random Google stuff, and um, abcnews.go.com.go.com. Um, that's where a lot of the information is coming from that I'm going to be reading from tonight. And I do like other stuff will come from my head. (laughs) All right. (laughs) So for those of you out there that are listening, this is going to come out in kind of a four partish episode, unless you're in the Patreon program, then you'll get this in two parts. The, uh, reason why we're doing this is because we kind of felt that Jake and myself kind of felt that Marshall Applewhite needed an episode in himself to kind of explain who this guy was and then we'll get into heaven's gate and mass the mass suicide on the uh on next month next monday's episode but i really wanted i wanted to do something a little bit extra because you might be asking yourself how did this wacko get 38 people together and go kill themselves together this man had a pretty interesting recruitment video for the cult and I'm going to take the time to have that uploaded uh, after you guys get this episode. It's going to the final part of this episode is going to come out on Friday. After Friday, Saturday morning or Sunday morning, what you're going to get is you're going to get Marshall Applewhite's full recruitment video in its entirety, and it is some it is some creepy shit to listen to. It's not fun. It's very long, but it's going to go up on the platform just so everybody can listen to it before we get into. Uh, you know, into the next thing. And speaking of cult leaders, welcome, Eric. How are you doing today? Uh, let's see here. <laughs> Dude, I'm on one today, man. Before we get into this, how was your Monday? I can always tell how this is going to go by the way you do the intro. And I heard it today, and I, I heard I heard the light in your voice come through, and I said, yes, let's get it. And, and I'm right every time. You are. You are right every time. So we're going to get into some quick facts about Marshall Applewhite. Um, He was born in 1931. So when you guys hear about this a little bit, let's clarify that this is an older story dating back to 97. Okay. So birth uh, date was May 17th, 1931. He was born in Texas. Like I'm always saying, Texas sucks. Bursity was Spur, Texas. S-P-U-R, Spur, right? Uh, he was male to an extent. I know it's, we'll get into that in the cult part, but he was a male to an extent. Um, and he was best known for being the self-proclaimed prophet. Marshall Applewhite was the leader of heaven's gate religious cult group, which we will talk about next week. And he also died in the group's mass suicide in 1997. Uh, he was a Taurus. Uh, he attended Austin college and they ultimately committed, he (laughs) He ultimately died in California in uh, Rancho Santa Fe, which is a great place to go, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> if I moved to California, I'd probably off myself, too. 
also went by other names too did you know that yeah he uh one of his names he went by was Bo. doe doe yeah doe not Bo. doe doe <laughs> you, you want to know a couple of the other ones <laughs> yeah what other ones did he go by <laughs> <laughs> nincom guinea and tiddly <laughs> what the fuck oh <laughs> uh, i don't know okay um so we're going to get a little bit into Marshall's uh, early life. I don't know if I'm going to say his middle name right, but Marshall Herf, I think it's Herf, H-E-R-F-F, Herf, was born on May 17th, 1931 in Spur, in Spur, Texas. Before finding his unusual calling, Applewhite seemed to lead a fairly normal life. He graduated from Austin College in 1952, got married the same same year, and he spent two years in the Army Signal Corps. I don't even know what the Army Signal Corps are. Do you? Um, I assume it has something to do with signaling. I don't know. Signaling as in like signaling corporations? I th- don't think so. <laughs> okay. I don't know, man. Well, yeah. hey. Okay, I will tell you, the United States Army Signal Corps is a branch of the U.S. Army that creates and manages communications and information systems for the command and control of combined arms forces. Ooh. 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 Um, so, to get into this a little more. Hey, preppers, do you want 10% off survival food? Go to www.readywise.com and use code DOOM10 at checkout for 10% off all your survival food needs. Again, that's code DOOM10 at checkout at readywise.com, D-O-O-M-10 for 10% off at readywise.com. Apple White was known for his musical and dramatic talents. He sang opera and was a good public speaker, impressing people with his strong baritone voice and a good diction. I don't know what a good diction is, but this guy had one. Are you describing yourself or are we talking about Marshall Applewhite? God, I knew people were going to lump me into this category with him. (laughs) Hello, I'm Marshall Applewhite. Marshall Applewhite. (laughs) Welcome to It's Doomsday Podcast. You see how the lines blur? They do a little bit. Oh, God. And they were a doomsday cult. Jesus. All right. So, <laughs> <laughs> hey, what brand of shoe are you wearing right now? Ariat cowboy boots, actually. Mm-hmm. None of that Nike bullshit for me. Um, which, you know, fun fact for you guys, I'm, I'm very opposed to the brand Nike. Just if nobody knew that, you do now. Um, it has a lot to do with child slave labor. I'll let you guys go down the rabbit hole of that on your own. Anyway. You would be um, opposed to that naturally, Lester Applewhite. Right. <laughs> Clever diversion. It is. Uh, in the early 1960s, he tried for a while to make it as an actor in New York City, but he failed. According to an article in the New York Times, he then became an assistant professor at the University of Alabama, where he served as uh, choir master for several groups. Am I reading that right? Yeah. Then he returned to Texas to head up the music department at a un- at a university in Houston, not the University of Houston, just a university in Houston. So <laughs> just, he he went to a university. Sure. Did you go to college? Yes. Where? Yes. Yes. Um. Again, why Texas sucks? I guess he d- decided to go back. Uh, 
It's the only place that would take him back. Um, I, I, you know what? It's kind of weird because Koresh was from there, or ended up there. It's it's always the eyes, though. You can always tell by the eyeballs. Have you seen this guy's eyeballs? Yeah, he was a bug-eyed looking dude. Yeah, yeah, like like when the, you can tell the uh, the bad cows from the good ones. You know those those feisty cows are the ones with the bug eyes, and they look at you sideways. They look at you with one eyeball. He does the same thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I guess you're right. I am. Hmm. You know what else is from Texas? What's that? Cattle. No shit. <laughs> you see? <laughs> so um to get into his childhood a little bit here. Um well, maybe before we get into that, so you guys gotta kinda wrap your mind around the idea just like Koresh Apple White had a religious upbringing maybe a little bit too extreme okay tried to go out and find acceptance in entertainment entertainment through music very similar to what Koresh did okay there's a lot of things you could tie in with these guys together um now I know when we get into the Waco side of things with Koresh it's kind of like they didn't intentionally commit suicide, but it makes you wonder with how many similarities there are here if it wasn't part of Koresh's ultimate plan <sighs> to go out in a blaze of glory. <sighs> they just wanted this, whatever. I don't, they just wanted to see the aliens, man. Maybe that's what it was. Maybe he did just want to see the aliens. But anyway, after he went out into the world and pretty much got rejected everywhere, I mean, is ultimately what happened, right? I guess he kind of decided to himself, let's go down, get this get this group of people together. So I have somebody in my, I have people around me, this, that, the other. And he found himself being a, a leader in a sense, okay? And and with that, this, this cult was um, born. Uh, trying to find the part here. This, this just sounds like a new age discord server with the, the discord owner and all the mods. Oh, speak. Since you bring that up, let me tell you how Apple white made his money where he found a little bit of his calling at. So Apple white decided at some point, Hey, we need money for our cult. How are we going to do all this shit with no, no dough? See what I did there? Oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> and what they did was they uh, he decided, you know what, I could build websites for people. And that's mm. what he did. And he was good at it. If I start building websites, guys, watch out. I don't think I'll ever do that though. I am not I am not up to par in that department. But that's what he was doing. That's what the cult was doing to essentially make money. Um what is happening over there, dude? You getting invaded? I think somebody really wants to know how well endowed he is, and he wants the world to know. Go trucks! <laughs> okay. Um. So this is a story uh, from someone that kind of knew Apple White, and we're going to get into what they said about Apple White in his childhood, kind of leading up to where he was at. Um. He had a he had a uh, family that's normal, and. <sighs> Normal grieving within the family. Um, 
by all accounts, his childhood was essentially normal. Okay. Mr. Applewhite grew up in a family that was by all accounts loving and perpetually nomadic. So I guess he was, I guess he was, they were moving around. All right. Applewhite, I love his middle name, Marshall Herf Applewhite, <laughs> was a Presbyterian minister who, along with his wife, now I'm talking about uh, his father at this point, not him, just for clarification, was a Presbyterian minister, uh, along with his wife, Lois, moved his family every few years from one town to the next in South Texas, founding, um, founding and building churches at each stop. So again, when he goes out into the world and life fails, this is kind of something familiar to him to loop people together, to see these churches kind of grouped together, even though way different concept, right? Um, founding the building churches at each stop. And uh, they said the family included her younger sister, who is now 67, whom she would not identify, and a profoundly retarded brother who lives in a state-operated home in Texas. love how they say profoundly retarded. That's pretty messy. They're just trying to make in it. In the early... I, I guess they are. I mean, th this article is from New York Times. Um, <clears throat> in the early 1950s, <laughs> uh, said Floyd Chapman, the president of the Corpus Christi Electric Company. I didn't know Corpus Christi had their own electric company. The elder Mr. Applewhite helped him and his fellow congregants build Parkway Presbyterian Church and stayed on as a minister for their first year. He was a good organizer, Mr. Chapman said of the elder Applewhite. Uh, he built our church up to a couple of hundred members pretty quick. He smiled a lot, Mr. Chapman added. He gave you a warm feeling as his wife was a hard worker and she handled the choir and played the piano. Um, after graduating from Corpus Christi High School in 1984, the younger Mr. Applewhite sought to follow his father's footsteps enrolling in Austin College about 60 miles north of Dallas. Uh, with dreams of becoming a minister himself. So again, this wasn't some. Hey preppers, check out Blackbeard Fire Starters. Go to www.blackbeardfire.com backslash doomsday and utilize code doomsday for 10% off your entire order at blackbeardfire.com. You know, half cooked up scheme here. He was kind of groomed for this in a sense right Ooh, i've heard a lot of dangerous things about that g word the grooming yeah yeah grooming's dangerous man yeah it is yeah it is but you and i mean again this correlates so much with koresh it's unreal but i mean you got to think you're this kid you're bouncing around your whole childhood you have no place to call home and you're finding comfort within these religious sectors, but not a true home setting, right? When I was growing up and going to church as a kid, we attended the same church my whole life. Like we never moved. We, you know, it was the same priest, same people in the church I'd see all the time, same kids I went to school with, same kids I went to Sunday school with. It was all, it, everybody was the same, right? Now imagine being in apple white shoes where you're bouncing town to town, former, former, form, forming these new churches and congregations. And uh, the only thing you really have that's rock solid is the religion portion of this because your home's changing, you're moving, the people are changing. The religious side itself is something I'm assuming he found comfort in, right? 
it's amazing where the brain goes when it when it realizes it's lacking the things it needs for structure and it seems like from what i can gather is that since he hopped around all the time all the time every year or whatever there was just no uh there was no semblance of just foundation which i i think as we talk about more of these people we'll find out that a lot of them had no no foundational upbringing that solid there wasn't that solid upbringing like that it was always a change of scenery and always just it was always something all the time so it, it just it really amazes me how the brain goes through these avenues to find some semblance of like this is my home this is my family and for him this is what it became yeah and i mean so Yes, I, I 100% agree with you. And, and I kind of get that too. Like my, my place of being home is out in the woods. It's out in the country. Like I, I can, I can understand how people can feel that way. Um, yeah, totally get it. Uh, to continue into this, but those dreams of him, um, wait, where did I leave off here? The dreams of becoming a minister himself. Yes. Okay. So, but those dreams quickly competed with Mr. Applewhite's lifelong love of music. Again, just like Koresh, Mr. Alexander, his roommate, remembers Mr. Applewhite recruiting him for the choir and can still hear his deep baritone, whether during an old, I'm not even going to read this word, um, an old blank spiritual <laughs> Brahms requiem, re, I can never say this word either, requiem of Handel's Messiah, Handel's Messiah. Requiem? Um, Yes, Requiem. Ah. Yes, there it is. Thank you, Jake. See, I should have just sent you the show notes. Had you read I'm this book? good part. for something. <laughs> uh, Mr. Applewhite was a psychology major, and he had Mr. Alexander. Uh, he and Mr. Alexander took several psychology courses together, becoming particularly entranced, entranced with a professor named Glenn Maxwell kind of creepy, who first introduced them to Plato, Estraddle, and John Locke. So it's interesting when you think, too, that he went into psychology because that's – I'm not going to go out here and say that psychology is a great tool for manipulation or philosophy is a great tool for manipulation, but it's nice to be able to utilize this to impress people, right? And if people are impressed with you, they're easier to manipulate. Oh. No, 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 psychology is a great tool for manipulation. Let's be honest. I didn't mean psychology, but you're right. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Uh, so, um, so he goes on to say he really taught you to ask the right question, right kind of questions, to not go along with the crowd. Mister Alexander said said of the teacher, whom Mister Applewhite would list as a reference on his resume twenty years later. I don't know if that relates at all to what Herf did later. I guess that's what he called him. Herf did later. I would doubt it does. After graduating from Boston in 1952, Mr. Applewhite, Mr. Applewhite enrolled at the Union Technologi Technological, oh God, Seminary of Virginia Richmond to take a three-year course of studies that was to end with his being ordained as a Presbyterian minister. Want to be a guest on the show? Email it's doomsdaypodcast at gmail.com. That's it's doomsday podcast at gmail.com god i hate the way they wrote this article dude this <laughs> is a difficult okay? read yeah no i'm telling you just the way this is written it's so damn difficult to read 
I don't ever, I mean, I'm not saying I'm good at reading, but God dang, this is hard tonight. <laughs> That's what she said. It is. You wait. Uh, <laughs> I can't even take this seriously. Oh, okay. All right, it gets worse as we go. If I know. You can't take it seriously now. It's going to be real bad here by the time we get done. Oh, God. It is. Uh, because because the, this is why this article is difficult, okay? Because half of the article is the writer of the article telling the story, inserting quotes from the other guy, right? So it's it's difficult for me, my brain, to want to piece this together. It just keeps going the, into this mode of like, wait, what am I reading? Um, during his first semester, he took courses of the Old and New Testaments, theology, and the practice of ministry. But he quickly discovered that it was the call of music that spoke to him most loudly. So he dropped out and moved to Gastonia, North Carolina. Fuck yeah. <laughs> you know what I think? Uh, Gastonia, out, North. Though? What's that? I think he found out that there was some, some form of control with the idea of music. There is. There absolutely is. I think Koresh figured that out, too. I think a um, lot of them figured that out because they incorporate a lot of that into, uh, I don't know how to describe what they, their their thing. The thing. Their their own thing. Their a own lot thing. Of, a, lot of, a lot of music and a lot of uh, group efforts. Well, so I think it's I think it's a great way to conform to conform people, right? It is. And, and also we find out, I, you know, we'll, we'll find out as we go, how, how good isolation works in these cases too. Oh yeah, it does. It really does. Um, all right. So for those of you guys that don't know, uh, Gastonia is near Charlotte. So I occasionally go there because they have an international airport. So this makes at some point I traveled on the same roads as this dickhead. Um, so anyway, in, in Gastonia, where he took a position as the director of music at the First Presbyterian Church, which if you guys have ever been north to North Carolina before, there's about a thousand First Presbyterian churches. Um, there's a lot. So it really doesn't narrow it down to kind of say where he was, because I guarantee Gastonia probably has at least five of those. Um, he had a beautiful he had a view he had a beautiful voice said edith warren who provided piano accompaniment to the children's choir which mr applewhite led he was a very personable person he was a strong leader mr applewhite and his wife the former ann pierce were newlyweds at the time as were mrs warren and her husband the two couples spent many evenings having dinner during mr applewhite's two years at the church and mrs warren said she found it difficult to reconcile her sweet memories of those times with pictures she had she had seen on television this week. So this you get this article is I guess is kind of written at at the anniversary of this when they were talking about it or some bullshit like that. Um, we just enjoyed each other. She said we had a lot of fun. We talked a lot about music, and he cooked some. He loved lamb. It's getting worse, guys. I feel the stars aligned with this guy. Oh man. Uh, Jake, you still with me or did What's I lose wrong you? with the lamb? <laughs> oh, I love lamb. Lamb's delicious. It is. Hey, do you like music? Yes, I do. Well, well then. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a special invitation for you, buddy. Do you? You know what's really creepy, though, dude? Like, in, in, in all seriousness, I was part of the church choir, so this is just making it so much worse for me. 
You seem like a church choir boy. I was. <laughs> they wouldn't let me be uh, part of the uh, altar boys, though. The the priest said I had too much devil in me. Um, that's literally what he said. Some something along those lines. Uh, huh. That. <laughs> God, this is such a hard story. <laughs> the Applewhites had to leave the city where he was drafted in 1954. They spent the next two years in Salz, Salzburg, Austria. And when the White Sands and then and then White Sands, New Mexico, where he was an instructor at, in the Army Signal Corps, which I still don't know what that is. He was given an honorable discharge in 1956, according to a 1974 resume provided by his sister. Hey, preppers, check out Blackbeard Fire Starters. Go to www.blackbeardfire.com backslash doomsday and utilize code doomsday for 10% off your entire order at blackbeardfire.com. What followed in the next two decades was a series of stops in various states and jobs, all, all of them connected to music. According to Mr. Applewhite's resume, he worked as an occupational therapist as a tuberculosis sanatorium at a tuberculosis sanatorium, or is it sanitarium? Sanatorium near Boulder, Colorado as a, I don't know what this word is. Catronial Solist. I don't know what the hell this is now. Um, with a reform. God damn. I hate this article, dude. Anyway. How can I help you, Jester? It was a temple near Houston, okay? That's what it says. It's a singer and a conductor, both in community, cultural music, and commercial music, okay? Then he went to New York City. And he was the head of the music department in the University of St. Thomas in Houston, right? He was there and also taught English literature in the summer school. Okay. I'm just going to read the whole article like this because during those years, Mrs. Winant recalled her brother was deeply devoted to his children. All right. To his fracking children. God, I hate the way this is written. <laughs> oh. And then, like, to go on to this next one. He once found a tree and put it in his Volkswagen Beetle, she said. He put a tree in the living room of his house in Houston. He painted it white and hung turquoise decorations on it. It wasn't a Christmas tree, just a fun tree for the kids when they were little. Why? I'm never pulling anything from the New York Times again. This is some shit. <laughs> Damn. Uh, at some point... <laughs> You're just getting more angry as we go. I know. <laughs> by the by, the time this is up, you're going to be screaming at us. I, oh, I probably will be. At some point, well before he met Mrs. Nettles in the early 1970s, Mr. Applewhite divorced. By the time he met Mrs. Nettles, those who knew him had begun to notice that he was starting to unravel. Just like I'm starting to do. <laughs> Because this article is over. We are done with this New York Times article. <sighs> Just deep breath. In through the nose. Out through the mouth. Guys, let me take a minute to reset here. Um, <clears throat> Just breathe in real deep and, and breathe out with a nice... <sighs> so, guys, something I've been wanting to do in the show that we haven't got to do yet is I want to tell you guys about The Thing. Jake, do you know about The Thing? The Thing? 
the thing. The thing. Tell me about the thing. What's the, the thing? thing? Let's let's talk about a thing. Talk about the thing. MyCitizenSocial.com. You guys can go there. It is a social media app, 90% created by Jake. 10% I helped a little bit. Um, <laughs> you guys can go there and interact on the social media platform. You can go there, make a make a profile. You go in there. I post new, new stories. You could post what's going on about your day. Kind of like Facebook, kind of like a twatter, but we don't sell your information. Right? There's no ads. We don't sell any data. I don't even use it for anything. Um, yeah. So it's there. If you guys want to come be a part of this, it's there. I know a lot of the people that are in here listening now have a profile over there. I try to get on there and, and post some news articles and stuff whenever I have the time. It's not a very consistent thing, but the more people that join, the more people will post and the better it will become. The best part about it, Jester? Yes. It's free. It's free. It doesn't cost you guys any money. This is just another way for you guys to interact with us on social media and to interact with each other in our <clears throat> cult. I mean, uh, <clears throat> our group. Um, now back to Marshall Applewhite, <laughs> our family. Yes. I wonder if that's what he called his, his, uh, cult, but we'll get into that. Um, so we're going to get into, this is, uh, from al.com. So it's alabama.com al.com did, did a nice little article on, um, Marshall Applewhite in the cult heaven's gate. And this is going to get a little bit more into his background. Hopefully I don't flip and flop over this article. Like I did the other one because God damn the New York times. They do great work. I'm sure they do. You let me know where I could find that great work at. <laughs> they are a beacon of talent and hope. Are they? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, they're, they're clearly not. Um, so Jake, did you? I mean, I I don't know if I'm stepping on your toes. Do you? What do you know about Applewhite? I know that he was a crazy psycho who wore purple sweatpants and Nike shoes, and he conned a bunch of people um, into killing themselves. And it's a terrible thing. Um, but but quite a bit more of that. I know that he was a struggling actor too, much like myself. God dang it! This is it's bad for both of us then. <sighs> okay, um, you know he also went to jail, right? Well, I didn't know that. No, I think I did know that. He did have some kind of a record. I was going to, I think I have that pulled up here somewhere. <clears throat> like um, he, he started to like, I know he started to like really like lean into like the religion stuff. Like when his life really started to take a turn for the worse. And I know he got a divorce. Um, mm -hmm. Hang on here. I had it somewhere. Um, he got divorced in 68 uh, from his wife. Um, and, and, uh, one major reason behind that is because he, he struggled with his sexual identity, if that makes any sense. Um, so you can, you can see this, you can see this constant pattern of just everything always changing all the time, constantly, even in his adult life, it's constantly changing. He never, he never found a place and settled in. And it and it seems like through this whole story, his, his mind or his heart or whatever is telling him that he needs to find a, his, his own little slice of the pie and lean into it and settle in. And, it, and you can see him struggling to figure out how to do that because he never learned how to do it as a kid. Um, so he has, he has a lot of issues. There's a litany of issues. So, you know, the, one of those is he's, he's getting a divorce. He struggles with his identity. He quits jobs. He's, he, he pretty much, he, he never fully succeeds at any one thing in particular.
Hey preppers, do you want 10% off survival food? Go to www.readywise.com and use code DOOM10 at checkout for 10% off all your survival food needs. Again, that's code DOOM10 at checkout at readywise.com, D-O-O-M-10 for 10% off at readywise.com. Right, makes sense. Um, before we continue into this next article here, let me go ahead and welcome WV Pappy. Welcome in Mrs. Dials. Ba, welcome back. Welcome in Jelly, or welcome back, Jelly. Welcome in Cindy, and welcome in Llama. And uh, Cindy, who were, oh, okay, they already answered Cindy's comment in the chats. Thanks, guys. You guys are awesome. All right, so we're going to get into another article from Alabama.com, which are some interesting facts about Applewhite. Some of these I knew, some of these I didn't know, but we're going to go through here and, and tear them apart a little bit. So. I didn't know this one until today. Applewhite was not the original mastermind of Heaven's Gate. According to the docuseries um, that they did, he was recruited by Bonnie Lou Nettles, a nurse he encountered in a Texas hospital in the early 1970s. Nettles had a mystical bent. She was interested in astrology, UFOs, and various New Age philosophies. He definitely encountered her, all right. (laughs) Yeah, he did. He encountered her so hard. (laughs) Showing. So I'm wondering um, if he took like a little bit of infatuation with her and it was, oh, let me tell you about, let me tell you about UFOs. Let me tell you about astrology. Let me tell you about these what? things. Let, let me, let me tell you about these. Uh, so just remember, you know, Applewhite back in the day was kind of a loser. He wasn't always the leader of the cult. Right? No. Nettles may have gave him the honey, honey pot, dude. You know, Applewhite never struck me as a weirdo. Really? Not one time through any of this, ever. <laughs> okay. Um, so, it, okay, so how we were talking about the music. Applewhite's music background was a factor in the cult where he and Nettles were known as Doe and T. Or is it Ty? T or Ty? T-I. Whatever. Um, music music at various points. Do, re, mi, fa, so, la, ti, do. T. Okay, Doe and T. There you go. At various points in cult history, Applewhite and Nettles were known as the two. Bo and Peep. And Doe and T. What'd you say? T? Ty? T. 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 The names Doe and T were linked to their fondness for their musical theater, in particular, Nettles' admiration for the sound of music. The show includes the song Do Re Mi, performed as the main characters of the free-spirited govern- governess... Governess Maria teaches her young charges about the musical scale. Blah, blah, blah. Um, let me tear into the next part here. Speaking of T, Mr. T has arrived at the show. Yo, Mr. T, how's it hanging, man? Um, Applewhite and Nettles gave cult members new names, um, of which ended in ODY. New names were part of the cult's indoctrination, which aimed to separate followers from their previous lives. And I do got to say... I'm not saying I'm doing this with you guys now, J-Dog, and Jelly, in just a minute, and Ozarks, Big Daddy Prep. We're, I'm not doing this to you guys, okay? Ooh, I'm just now figuring all of this out, Jester. <laughs> I don't like the direction this is going. It is a, it is a bit scary, isn't it? It's, it's, um... I still am going to buy my ticket. Prep stop. 
No, but no, if you re- if you really think about this though, th- this is like an ingenious plan. You take somebody and you want to strip them from their their identity, right? And you want to morph them to only be a part of your world. So you want them to identify by something they've received in this world you've created, not the outside world. And I started, okay, I started thinking about driving down the road a few weeks back. And I was like, it's weird how I can refer to myself as Jester all the time. I'm so used to it. I never slip. I never say my real name. I've just become accustomed to it, right? Just like back in the day. Well, not back in the day, but years ago when I worked in law enforcement, I had my call sign like Alpha 6 or whatever. You know, that was what I'd go to. They would never call out my real name over the radio. So at some point when you're working with new guys, they're referring to you by your call sign, not your actual name just because it's what they remember and you become very comfortable in this process. So looking at this, how they, how they rename people, um, it, it does make a lot of sense to sever that tie with reality. Right. This, this is a very good strategy, um, rooted in psychology. And this is why psychology is, is so dangerous guys. Um, on a serious note, I'm always going to joke around and stuff, but this is a, this is a very serious part of this because what we're finding out is you, you take a lot of people who in some way, shape or form are broken in, in, in one way or another. And anyone who is out there who feels sort of alone in their life and, and wants a sense of belonging, um, what you do by changing their name, by, by giving them a, a, a new name, so to speak, is you, you also change the identity of the person. You are, you are making a mental shift of creating a new person. And, and that's, that's why the, the code names that are based on whatever, it doesn't matter what it is, you know, you could name them um, after in, inanimate things, you know, you can name somebody blade of grass or a tree or whatever. It doesn't matter. You're creating a new identity for them. You're giving them, you're giving them a sense of belonging in a family that you have started to create. So you can see how this is starting to shape and mold itself into something very dangerous. action message. At approximately 1 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time, Nora is tracking 15 ICBM nuclear missiles inbound to the following cities. Orlando, Miami, Pittsburgh, Dover, Newark, Richland, Philadelphia, New York City, Baltimore, Los Angeles, Las Vegas, Boston, Seattle, Detroit. This is an extremely deadly situation. Stay tuned, the next emergency message will be a presidential address. 